It's all about Southampton. The So So Show with Zoe Hansen and Simon Clark. Hello and welcome to The So So Show with Visit Southampton. Light up your social life. If it's happening in the SO postcode, you'll hear about it here in our weekly look at life in the city, hosted by her, Zoe Hansen. And him, Simon Clark. This week, we're making meals for the masses with supermarket surplus. We've had... 6.3 tonnes of surplus food, which is the equivalent to one grizzly bear. And we go behind the scenes at Southampton's own brewery. I mean, I'm born and bred Southampton, so my focus was making beer for the people of Southampton. I try and make sure as much of it as possible stays as local as possible. I've had a pie this week. Oh, look at you. And you've come here straight to record from the gym as well. Is that because, did you go a bit mad at the gym because you'd had a pie? I got a pie on Tuesday when I went to see Waitress at the Mayflower. Oh, what kind of pie did you get? It was a blueberry pie. Oh, is that part of the the show? Part of the story of Waitress is that the lead character makes pies. Oh, okay. So in my bag was a bottle of water and a blueberry pie. Oh, how lovely. And the, the blueberry pies came from Nest, right? That's right. I don't want to concentrate too much on pies. I am absolutely starving right now. Well, this is it. <laughs> but how was Waitress? It's um, a musical that's only been around for about five or six years. And it originally opened in the West End a month before lockdown. That's West End London, not West End Southampton. Absolutely. And then it started touring again in September last year around the UK. It's finally arrived at the Mayflower. Matt Willis is the doctor. Oh, yes. His theatrical snogging game is very strong. (laughs) And the story's about a woman trapped in a loveless marriage who tries to win her way out of it by winning a pie-making competition. Okay, because that is the answer to everybody's problems. Well, if you need money to be able to escape an unhappy marriage and someone says, tell you what, there's 20 grand here if you can make the best pie. Okay. And you make pies for a living. Surely that's going to be the easy way out. It wouldn't be my first thought for a musical, though. Am I right in saying the songs are by Sarah Barrielis? Barrellis, yes. Oh, yes, the there woman, we are one. She wrote Love Song and she wrote King of Everything and a load of other songs that were really big in America and not very big here. Yeah. And um, the interesting thing about the whole musical is the production team is entirely female. Oh, wow. Yeah. So is it American then? Because a blueberry pie is yeah, very American. it's set in an American diner. Okay, okay. So everybody's got American accents. How was Matt Willis at that? It wasn't bad. Okay. But he spent most of the time using his mouth snogging. (laughs) Why did you take this role? (laughs) Southampton's podcast, The So So Show. On my way out of town, I noticed that the uh, the Matrix signs were promoting the fact that uh, the SO25 bid had been on the telly that night. Oh, yes, on the one show. Did you see it? Did you catch it? No, because I was... Oh, yeah, you were out at Waitress, (laughs) right, right. It was pretty monumental, actually. On the one show, so they've... They've featured all of the cities that are bidding to be City of Culture 2025. And this was Southampton's time, if you like. And it was all filmed around when the DCMS came and visited the judging panel, Phil Redmond, and they went round Southampton. I didn't recognise it. And to be honest, it was a brilliant tourist thing, but it was brilliant for residents as well to go, oh, yeah. They went up God's House Tower. They were on the boat as they went past Western Shore. All those kids from uh, Western 
primary school, they were all out there and they must have been like, yay, we're on the telly. It's very <laughs> exciting when you're on the telly or you see a place you live near on the telly, isn't it? And apparently next week on The One Show, that's when the decision is going to be announced. Wow, so they're going to announce it live on The One Show? Uh-huh. I hope it's like an award ceremony. So they've got a a camera set up in each of these cities with people going, no, well done. Oh, you mean like in the old days of the Like the Oscars. Where they'd have a load of people supporting Ollie Murs in a town hall in Essex. (laughs) And a load of people supporting Liberty X somewhere else. You go way (laughs) back now. (laughs) Back when it was good. Yeah. (laughs) Yes. And people will either be cheering or crying. Well, let's hope in the case of Southampton, it's the former, not the latter. Yes. The So So Show. We're recording this on Thursday when there is supposed to be an announcement from the government on what they're going to do to help ease the cost of living crisis. It's all over the news at the moment and everyone is looking at ways to reduce their costs and make the most of what they've got. Now, one enterprising woman from Southampton is putting supermarket surplus to good use by making affordable meals for everyone. Meet Tia from Easy Teasy Meals. My uncle actually came up with the name. So my name, obviously, yes, my name's Tia. My family call me Teasy. And because I make meals, so the meals are made using surplus food, he thought Easy Peasy Meals, Easy Teasy Meals. And I was like, oh, that's great. I'm writing that down. So that's where that came into it. So you say that you set this up in lockdown and that you use surplus food. So... Tell us all about that. What's the story there? I've been in hospitality for the past 10 years. When the lockdowns happened end of March, obviously I was put on furlough. When everything was all shut down, my mum got contacted through Fairshare, who we'd worked with before, who are a charity who use surplus food. We were nominated to make meals for people who were isolating, frontline workers. This was in about the April time. She tells me, it's only for 11 people. Do you want to give me a hand? It was a great thing to be able to help the community, do something, see my family, know I was doing good. 18 weeks later and just under 4,000 meals later. Whoa. When everything started opening back up, I still had a bit of a heart in this. So I was trying to juggle going back to work four days a week and doing this two days a week. And by the September, I thought I can't stay in hospitality corporate anymore. Went full into this with the support of family, friends, and we're coming up to two years in July. And how many meals have you made? I think um, last time I counted, it was over 10,000 at least over 10,000 since August 2020 to December 21. I found the statistic, it's since those same dates, we had 6.3 tonnes of surplus food sort of come through our doors to help out with the meals, which is the equivalent to one grizzly bear. Wow. (laughs) So the surplus food, this comes from like supermarkets and stuff, does it? Yeah, so I get this mostly from Fair Share, who will then collate this from... Uh, restaurants, supermarkets, um, maybe cruise ships and things. I also work with a couple of other local charities and things as well. So the big difference, mm-hmm. gentleman called Sanjay, we were working with him through the lockdown and I'm still keeping in touch with him. I also work with Social Aid Group if they end up getting any surplus and gorillas. So if they end up getting any surplus, then I sort of keep in contact with them. So I get a bit from everywhere. I'm presuming that you don't know what you're going to get. Yeah, I have no idea what I'm going to get. I make a menu on a Monday. My delivery turns up on a Monday and I make 18 different meal options just from looking at all the stuff that I have. So give us, for example, like this Monday just gone, what turned up and what did you make? We had a lot of cauliflower. So I ended up doing a bit of a roast dinner. So we had some Parmesan cauliflower with that, which was really nice. I had a load of potatoes. So I ended up doing a spinning 
spinachy potato dish with a chicken curry and loads of surplus tomatoes so I made a fresh big vat of like tomato curry I was getting told off for that for some people doing training in the upper saying can you stop cooking all of this food it smells really good and I'm like sorry it's my job <laughs> how do people get hold of these meals uh, they used to go sort of everywhere it's either sort of you know surplus people from when we were doing this during the lockdown professional singles we've got some students we've got some low-income families there's a gentleman i feed who's on a fodmap diet so he has to have very specific things so he can't have onion garlic he couldn't have wheat at first so knowing that he's got some meals that he can just sort of order from me pop in the microwave and have something to dinner that saves him a lot of stress and saves him with his IBS problems. So anybody can come in and just buy one of these meals? So by the time I do the menu on a Monday, I have an online little order form. That's on my little Google website that I've got. People can order up until about 10am on a Tuesday morning. Then again, just anyone around the sort of Southampton area, we do a delivery for a little fee or you can collect from board in the city. And all of the meals are done by, in theory, depending on how much we run over, um, 5.30pm on the Wednesday. What's your favourite thing to make? I sort of joke I'm a bit of a professional cowboy, so I enjoy sort of that looking at things having no idea what I'm going to make but trying to think of oh, I could make curry with the tomatoes I could make a fresh tomato sauce with this I could roast them off just having that sort of freedom to look at an ingredient I think is my favorite thing so I don't have anything specific that I like making <laughs> that's Tia from easy TZ meals who is using supermarket surplus to put affordable meals together for the people of Southampton and those meals are fantastic I mean you can go to one of these like hello fresh or gusto boxes that's what this girl is doing all the time. She is brilliant. And those meals are nutritional and hearty. And oh my gosh, I am thinking about those dinners now. You've talked about pies. We've talked about <laughs> meals. Like you're not doing anything for my figure. I reckon she would have been brilliant on Ready Steady Cook. When you yes. just open the box, you don't know what you're getting until that moment. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's just that on a massive scale. So where can we find Easy Teasy Meals? So if you go on to Instagram, you will see her meals and you can get in touch with her through there to order it. And they will deliver for the tiniest little cost. You can order however much or little as you want. Sounds like a fantastic idea. So easy teasy meals. Look for her on Instagram. It's all about Southampton. The So So Show. Um, a little animal news for you now. Is it news about a little animal or a small piece of animal news? Um, both, really. Okay. okay, so that little animal is called George. He's a hamster and he lives in our house and he almost didn't. No! He made a break for freedom. Oh, another one. <laughs> so he's rolling around in his hamster ball. Mm-hmm. Me and Litland were sat watching the telly and then there's no noise of him knocking into something. And I just see the ball in one place and two yards away, the lid for the ball in another. <laughs> so... You've got to be really careful, haven't you, when you're trying to find a hamster because you can't lift anything up just in case you put it back down on them. So we tried to sort of, right, you go out there. right. That's why the conservatory looks such a mess because we were trying to find the blooming hamster. I was going to say, your conservatory is not the tidiest of conservatories <laughs> to start with because it's got Litland's toys everywhere. Yes. Well, that's so, where I chuck it all. So where do you even start trying to find a hamster in amongst all of that? Well, he wasn't in there. He'd gone straight for the telly cables. They must all do that because they like to chew through cables, right? Well, house rabbits in particular are 
nightmares for that kind right, of right right so i found him round where the telly cables are and then i'm ordering Litland to go and go and get him some food so that he comes back out again and oh it's all right put him in the cage lock it <laughs> but at least you knew where he was and at least this time you didn't have to dismantle a kitchen to uh I know. get him back oh my gosh um and some more little animal news little baby animal news this time um at marwell there have been four penguin chicks born. Aww. Aren't they cute? They are. So get yourself to Marwell this summer. So not only are the Brickasaurs there, and they've got some more Brickasaurs. If you've been in the last couple of months, there are some more to see. They've added to the collection as you walk round. But there's also some little penguin chicks. Aww. Have they named them yet? Yes, they are all named after nuts. Macadamia, Peanut, and some others. <laughs> Southampton's podcast, The So So Show. Did you know Southampton has its own brewery? It's Ickle, and it's been around for a while now. Jimmy is founder and head brewer of Unity Brewing Co., Southampton's own brewery. Well, we released our first beer in December 2016 down in a much smaller site than we're in at the moment behind the brook in Portswood. I'd been brewing, so I'm about, been brewing for about 12 years now. So I'd worked at about five, six other breweries and decided I just wanted to do it for myself and uh, made it happen, got a few investors and and got cracking amazing and it's it's a perfect place so everything goes on here doesn't it yeah yeah so brew package uh we've got a bar a tap room here that's open thursday friday saturday where you can drink it as well so it's really kind of yeah it all happens here what did you say the beer travels how far about three meters <laughs> <laughs> i mean it's the freshest point right yeah absolutely yeah you can't really get any fresher than drinking our beer at our tap room and, and what makes it different what makes you Community Brewing Co. different? Well, I think it's our approach, really. We've got a real community focus and, you know, we, we you hear a lot of people sort of, you know, small breweries saying that they make beer for themselves and that they really, you know, that they really love. And we, we make beer for other people to enjoy, to make the day a little easier or to make that social occasion a little bit more special or, you know, just to, just to enjoy amongst people and, you know, to bring people together a little bit. So that's our focus and our approach, and so our styles kind of represent that. We make beer that is fun. Give us some of the names. <laughs> okay, so Conflux is our house pale ale, so that's our, our, our core range beer, that's our flagship, which is a, a sort of juicy, hazy pale at 4.8%. We've got Only the Sea, which is our core IPA. What is IPA? IPA is India pale ale, so it basically is like a stronger, hoppier pale ale. So the lines are blurred these days, and you get Session IPA, which is a less strong one. Our IPA is 6.2%. Um, it is much hoppier than our pale ale. It's a little bit more bitter, but we use spelt from Crags & Co. in the north east of England um, and they, they grow really really lovely spelt from there. What does the spelt do? Does that give it a certain taste? Yeah exactly yeah so spelt's a heritage wheat grain so most wheat that we know today is sort of derived from spelt really but it's got loads more flavour so it's got almost like a honeyed note some sort of nutty notes as well and it just works really well with the soil and so it kind of makes it, uh, our IPA only see a little bit more unique I guess. I have to confess that I don't drink beer <laughs> so so for the non-beer drinker what would be the one that you would go for oh conflux straight up it's really uh one of the things that i, I 
focus a lot on is making sure our beer's got like no jagged edges at all and so when you you know drink that first sip it just goes down really smoothly and really nice and conflux is the epitome of that it's just really soft really smooth but it's got loads and sort of tropical fruit character and stone fruit as well so it's just a really really fun really super easy drinking beer yeah i'm sold (laughs) and you have events and things going on down here as well I, i sort of walked in the door and thought there were going to be you know big kegs everywhere mm. but actually i was greeted by the most lovely sort of hospitality um area mm. with the bar of course yeah. um what goes on down here so as you walk in the door our, our, our tap room's there so you walk into our tap room uh which is a bar we've got six big tables and you know we can we've got 100 people capacity in here um and we open for every match day and stuff you know with, the, with st mary stadium just around the corner it makes perfect sense and it's a really great family kind of atmosphere in here on a match day as well it's, it's brilliant we collaborate with other breweries quite a lot and um we work with other producers and stuff to make what we do better and you know just have a good time as well and so we'll do a lot of events to launch different beers and stuff with with different people down here uh we do a beer festival twice a year called mixer so we do a spring one and an autumn one spring one was a real success this year uh sold out in about two weeks and so we're gonna do an extra session for the autumn one Uh, and we're planning on doing some film nights as well it feels like you are that Southampton brewery doesn't it why do you think Southampton engages with you so much so there's not very many breweries in Southampton at all and we're the largest and so there's I guess there's even though we're still really really small you've got a couple of brew pubs people like the Dancing Man Steamtown in Eastleigh and then you've got Tappet just around the corner at sort of I guess about half our size and we've been going a bit longer than they have as well and so I guess like it's just, uh, I mean, I'm born and bred Southampton, so my focus was making beer for the people of Southampton, you know. We do sell nationally as well, but I try and make sure as much of it as possible stays as local as possible. Having heard the description of it, I really want to try the Conflux, because that sounds like my kind of thing. See, I'm not a beer lover, but it just so happens, Simon, that I have a can here. <gasps> oh, Let me wow. go and get a glass. And we'll try it together. Okay, so this is Conflux. And the cool thing about Unity, obviously, when you buy uh, stuff in the supermarket, the cans are printed onto them. They've got plain aluminium cans that they've just stuck stickers on. So that's quite cool. They're obviously keeping the cost down doing that. And this is really fresh as well. It was brewed on the 11th of May. Mm-hmm. We've still got a good uh, six months left on this. But, <laughs> but we're going to do it now. I was going to say, are you going to show us your best Matt Letizier and try and pour this into a glass? No, I can do that. Okay. I've been a brassy barmaid. <laughs> don't know why I even thought you had yeah. Right, I'll just have a little sip of that. You have that, I'll have the can. You have the can. Because you've been to the gym, you need a beer. Right, I'm a bit worried about trying beer. Really? Why? Yeah, because I'm not a beer drinker. Okay, All you right. go first and I'll laugh as you screw your face up. <laughs> That's fresher than beer. What can you taste? Beer. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, you're not a beer drinker, are you? (laughs) All right, don't drink the whole thing. That's really refreshing. It is. It's really nice, isn't it? Really, really refreshing. I reckon a few cans of this, cold, on a hot day. Yeah. 
Unity Brewing Co. That's where you need to go. It's a very cool place. And you can have a party there. Southampton's podcast, The So So Show. Okay, I've got a new bit of trickery, a new bit of mischief for you, Simon. Okay. So I'm pulling into the Swathling McDonald's to go through the drive-thru okay. this week. And I have my friend on speakerphone, right, in the car. So she's on speaker. And as I pull up to, as I pull up to make my order, she starts shouting, 54 Big Macs. And they're like, 54? No, it's not, it's not. 24 burgers. (laughs) (laughs) Of course, they can't differentiate between the person ordering and the person shouting through the phone. So they have no idea how I didn't come away with 80 bags of chips. I don't know. (laughs) Let's find out what's happening with Visit Southampton. Light up your social life. Of course, it's the gig that everybody's been waiting for. At St Mary's, Monday night, the killers. Hooray! At last! I actually printed off the tickets this morning. Did you? How excited are you? Reasonably excited. Are you more or less excited than when you booked them 14 years ago? I think I was more excited 14 years ago. But okay. I am looking forward to catching up with some friends who are coming as well. And the forecast looks quite promising. That's good. As long as it stays dry, doesn't matter. Doesn't matter, does it? Also, lots going on for the Jubilee weekend. I'll just give you a few of the little highlights that I think are happening. Of course, it's four days. There's parties going on everywhere. I saw the other day that they released a list of all the streets that are having street parties and will therefore be shut they may as well have just put in a list of the ones that are not shut (laughs) because it was everywhere Southampton is obviously going to party really hard for the Jubilee Gin and Olive in town beautiful bar and they are doing two for one cocktails all weekend so the whole four days there's a Jubilee barbecue at Park Life Cafe on Southampton Common that's on the Friday High Village Fate at Ewart Rec that's on Thursday and then the big Platinum Festival Sunday the 5th down at Mayflower Park that's going to be a biggie I don't know I just saw this it's not in this area but a friend of mine runs a pub and she's calling her night Get dizzy with Lizzie. Oh, yes. What a great idea. (laughs) So the next time we speak will be on the bank holiday weekend. So why don't you, if you've got an event going on that the public is welcome to attend, let us know and we'll make sure we get it mentioned on the next edition of the So-So Show. And keep an eye on our socials as well because we quite often have cool stuff to win. So make sure you're following us on our Twitter and our Instagram and our Facebook and have your notifications enabled so you won't miss anything cool. Wonderful. Have a great week, Zoe. And you, Simon, and thank you for listening. You've been listening to Zoe Hanson and Simon Clark on Southampton's podcast, The So So Show. 